Today, Scooby-Doo meets Stinker Madness. Fred, we've been driving for hours. Are we there yet? Don't make me turn this van around, Daphne. She's right, Fred. It's been like 22 minutes since Scoobs and I have had anything to eat. What I wouldn't give for an Oreo cookie sandwich pizza cookie sandwich, we're famished. We're almost to the spooky castle that we've inexplicably decided to drive to without motivation. I'm sure there'll be food there, guys. And Daphne can take that huge dump I know she needs. P.U. Sorry, it's the pot of beans I ate in the last gas station. Gas station beans always give me gas. What's that in the road, Fred? I didn't see anything. Thank you. Hey, look at that. It's three groovy folks at the side of the road looking for a ride. Let's pick them up. I hate strangers. They're probably terrorists. Maybe they've got fajitas in their pockets. What pocket? Hey, thanks for picking us up. Man, what a kick-ass van. This is way better than the one in Corvette Summer. It smells like someone's been eating gas station beans, though. Exactly what a terrorist would say. I'm Justin, that's Sam, and that's Jackie. And together, we are Wild Stallions! Not true. We're the gang behind Stinker Madness, the podcast for bad movie lovers. Never heard of you. Well, we're Fred, Daphne, Velma, Shaggy, and that furry guy is Scooby-Doo. And together, we are... The Scooby Squad? The Maestros of Mystery? Four people and a fart van with a talking dog? It's weird that we never came up with a name. Hey, that's okay. We're just on our way to record one of our Prelude episodes that we have weekly done for the last three years. Yeah, it's like this mini-episode that takes three times as long to produce but only gets about half the listeners as our regular episodes. I usually forget we even do them. (laughs) Who the fuck is laughing? No one laughs at Queen Jackie! That's an understatement. Yar! Hang on, everybody. There's a pirate ghost, ghost, pirate, copyright, Trey Parker and Matt Stone, 1999, on the road. I'll try to swerve without tipping the van over while also maximizing braking power to reduce our stopping distance. Here I go! Fred, we ran over the ghost about 100 yards back. Yar, no you didn't. Nor be you needn't to. I've come with a message. Yar be losing your prelude recording abilities. Me hearty fellow pirates. Be stealing them as we speak, yar! Pirates are plundering our prelude episodes. Those ruffians. Yar! And you'll never be getting them back, yar! Now, do you think you might be able to drop me off at Cutthroat Island? It'd be on the way. Are we still driving right now? I'm confused by the plot of this caper. But that's not a pirate or a ghost. It's Justin, Jackie, and Sam from Stinker Madness wearing a pirate mask and the ghostly green mess around them was just Daphne's bean farts. Why would they dress up as a spooky ghost slash dirty pirate? It all became clear to me when they explained in detail that Prelude episodes take a ton of time to write, direct, record, edit, and mix, but not as many people listen to them. Yeah, and we would have gotten away with it if it hadn't been for all the other projects we were trying to accomplish. Well, I'm glad that's cleared up. But what do we do with these three terrorists? The only thing terrible in this van is the smell coming out of your butt. It's downright nefarious. Yeah, nefarious. Welcome to Stinker Madness. This is a podcast that is on the internet that you can listen to with headphones and a cell phone or a computer even, or a television, where we talk about bad movies. I'm your host, Justin. With me in studio are Sam and Jackie. Hello, Sam and Jackie. Well, hello. Hello very much. I'm drinking coconut uh, Elvis Presley vodka. Ooh. Oh, uh, the uh, what's that called? The coconut water 
Elvis Presley coconut water by Vox or somebody? Uh, no, it's by Three Olive. Ooh. Oh. What does Three Olive have to anything to do with Elvis Presley, I wonder? Well, they have everything to do with vodka. Mm. And they the Brits love Elvis Presley. Remember that town we went to and they had a whole gift shop full of Elvis Presley crap. Oh, that's right. Three Olive is British vodka. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to break it to you that pretty much everybody, there's not very many countries that don't have some sort of an Elvis cult in them. Yeah, I guess so. Mm. They're pretty much everywhere. Uh, we have to break some bad news. This is our final prelude episode. It's not our final episode. But it's our final prelude episode. The 30-minute episodes, weekly episodes, will not exist anymore. They're just too much work. Uh, we're not getting enough hits on them, not getting enough downloads, and they take so much fucking time. And I I personally have to move on to other projects. Jackie's now writing a novel. Sam has much masturbating to do. Uh, I've just redone the floor in the masturbatorium. Yep. It'll hold about four gallons. <laughs> Good job, dude. <laughs> Very high priority stuff here. Um, but we are going to carry some things over. Streaming do's and don'ts, if we have them, will be at the end of our main episodes. Uh, Sam will still give us some boring bullshit at the start of the main episode uh, before we talk about the movie so everybody can kind of be familiar with what's going on and, and the production behind it. Uh, we might even still do... Maybe like a special here and there, like a special 30-minute episode when we've got something really fucking crazy that we want to talk about. Uh, we might do them here and there still, but uh, for as far as weekly, this is the last one after three years. So three years of hard work. I want to cheers to you guys. Good job. I, I only have soda that we got at the weird store, so I'm not drinking anything heavy. Well, just pretend. Pretend it's Elvis Presley vodka. Cheers. Oh, <laughs> that's what he does when he drinks his vodka then he dies on the toilet i also want to mention uh that, i got dreams mm, that after cutthroat island will be at the top of our rotation again and on our three-year anniversary so we'll be doing <clears throat> so we'll be doing our year in review parts one and two after Cutthroat Island. Oh, all right. So, yeah, it's time to start compiling our list of each person's top 10 movies that we viewed in the last year and uh, talk about them for two hours, usually. Usually about two hours, yeah. Yeah, so that should be fun. Ugh. What? Are you just poopy you pants. you just ugh, everything? Anything? Yeah. What is your- <laughs> Double jinx for you guys. Gotcha. Uh, what is your ugh about your in review? I just knew I could get you guys to do double jinx. You are the least supportive person. This is why we're not doing the prelude episodes anymore, Jackie's, because you're just like, ugh, about everything. Ugh. Ugh. No. Camaro could jump over you right now. You'd be like, eh. Why don't you go shop at the Hop Topic or something? The Hop Topic? The Hop Topic, Shop huh? at the Hop Topic. It's for hipster frogs. I was thinking Easter bunnies with steroid problems. <laughs> Uh, because it's our final prelude episode, that and Jackie has brought us Cutthroat Island, uh, we're going to do three wild cards this week. So we're going to make a big. Let's stop at, start at the top of the rotation, and we'll, we'll end at Jackie, of course. Uh, my wild card that I've brought is your guys' favorite, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. Oh, yeah, Pop Quiz Hot Yeah. Pirate edition. Oh, now you're guy. You're yeah. What pirate edition? You, you Hell, always, fuck yeah. You always hate pop quiz hot shot, but now you're like cool. Now that I've threw you under the bus for going eh about your own review. Eh. All right. First question. Uh, ding in. Everybody gets an answer. It's uh, uh let's do ten points per correct and uh, five that I can award at most for well, that's sort of correct. So, number one, hands over buzzers, please. Pirates pierce their ears, not to look cool. Why? Ding. Okay, to Sam. hang stuff from. <laughs> Incorrect. Oh. Ding. Jackie. To show off their treasure. Uh, I'm going to give you five points for that. Yes. They put treasure in their ears, not to show it off. That would imply that they were looking cool. But they put specifically precious gems in their ears 
because they at some point got some misinformation that if they did that, it would give them good eyesight. Oh, idiots. Huh. That is... Gee, I don't know if that's worth five points. Pirates. Well, it's putting their treasure in their ear. Yeah. I guess. Ah! Points for me! I uh, wore Jackie five points. Now, same uh, same token of uh, line of thought. Number two question. Why did pirates wear eye patches? Eh. Jackie. Because they got poked in the fucking eye. Uh, incorrect. No points awarded. Sam? To keep stuff from getting in their eye. Eh. Incorrect. No points awarded for either of you. To always have one eye adjusted to darkness so that when they invaded another ship and had to fight or had their own ship in- invaded and had to fight in the galleys or the holds, it was always dark down there. So they'd have one eye adjusted to the darkness at all time so that they could pop it open and uh, be ready to go and just close the other eye. So it was like a swappy eyeball darkness thingy dingy. And uh, the mili- military still uses this technique today when uh, preparing for night battles. Huh. Yeah. Jackie, you had an uh thought? Well, that kind of kills all my thoughts about like pirates on TV. Yeah, no, there the pirates on TV is a lot of it is quite bullshit, but it's fun. So, we'll go with we'll go with the fun. Being a pirate wasn't much fun. Uh women pirates. Question number 3. Name one. I can't. Hmm. Nobody. A- uh Annie. Oh, you have to be buzz in. I'm sorry. A- Go for the buzzing in. Jackie, please. Uh, Annie Silver. Oh, nice guess. But uh, no, no war- points of I will beg eh, buzzer ding. Okay. Peg leg Annie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I love, I love her fish. Her fish and chips is great. Yeah. That's not a real person. <laughs> it was a pirate at the restaurant on the sign. <laughs> she galley. Should be worth at least five. <laughs> Long jaw, Jill Silvers. Uh, no, how about Anne Bonnie? Is I believe who you were thinking of. But, uh, she stole the Revenge, which was a British warship with Jack Rackham, Captain Jack, and sailed behind beside him. Uh, she was pirated until she was ca- until the Revenge was captured. She got away while he was executed. Ah. Mm. There's also Mary Reed who also was a woman posing as a man, and who also sailed around with Anne Bonnie and Jack Rackham until Anne Bonnie started developing feelings for her and expressed them, and they thought that each other was a man. Whoops! We're both ladies! They didn't know how to feel about it, so they split up. Hmm. Mm-hmm. But they still, like, dude, well, just dyke out then. What's the problem? I don't know. Well, they were both hoping for a penis. Yeah. Oh. Damn, neither, not one of us has beat his cat, damn it. There was also Saida Alhura, hopefully I'm pronouncing that right. Probably she, not. She ruled the entire Mediterranean in the early 1500s, about uh, 1550 to 1540. How about that? The entire Mediterranean seas. You couldn't sail in there without getting pirated by a lady. Huh. Uh, there was Jean-Louise de Belleville. Jean-Louise de Belleville. French. Uh, yeah, she was French. She led three black with red sail ships called the Black Fleet, taking revenge against King Philip VI for killing her husband. It was all revenge. Fuck the king. He killed my husband. Sink his ships. That is the core of piracy. An awesome pirate business. That stealing shit was the core of piracy. Now sink him. Fuck him. Huh. Move on to the next one. Let's sink that one too. They're all King Philip the fucktard bottle that killed my husband's ships. Huh. This, huh. Last but not least, now there was many others, but uh, I'm going to give a shout out to uh, Ching Shi. She was uh, Chinese, as you can probably predict. She was captured by pirates in 1801. Uh, not much of, is known about her before then, but uh, she was a young woman captured by pirates. Probably had things happen to her. Uh, and she was forced to marry their captain. Okay. Turns out she and him got along like fucking peas and carrots. And so when she died, all the men had such high respect for her that she took over the entire fleet of over 300 junks and 40,000 men. That's a lot of pirates. And the Chinese Navy lost 63 ships just to her. 
63. That's mm. a hell of a pirate woman. Yeah, that's a lot of pirates. Question number four. A pirate's most popular form of crew punishment, like uh, punishing a crew member for doing something naughty, was what? Eh. Jackie. Whipping. No, that is incorrect. They take your rum. No. However, I'll put a caveat on that one. You don't get any points, but I'm going to come back to what you just said. You ever heard of Walking the Plank? Yeah. Of course you have. It's in all the movies. Guess what? That wasn't it. They didn't do that at all. No. That's just a fucking Hollywood thing. Hey, it was keel hauling. Oh, I think that's that kills you, though. Yes! That is capital punishment, Sam! That's why I was thought like average punishment like oh let's slap on this there's no slaps on the wrist no you just keel haul everybody you just keel haul everybody that's fucking terrible yeah which uh jackie do you know what keel hauling is isn't that where you tie them uh by their feet and dip them over the side of the boat that is keel hauling and they either drown or get uh pretty much shredded by the underside of the barnacles on the uh bottom of the ship yep pretty crappy uh now coming back to you the most common crime for said punishment, the theft of rum. Oh, good God. And mm. treasure. But uh, yeah, you you it was a real big deal to take anything that was owned by one crew member. You could not take their rum and dump it over the side. That was a keel haulable offense. Mm. Now, last but not least, Sam, this is your big chance. You're down by five to zero. I don't know anything about pirates. Describe the most deadliest of pirate flags. Skull and crossbones. Jackie? Skull and crossbones. I'm going to use the correct term. The Jolly Roger. Just a solid black flag, isn't it? You didn't buzz in. Oh, buzz in. Solid black flag. I award you no points for either guess. Fucker. The Jolly Roger was only... On a couple ships, believe it or not. It wasn't real popular. The black with the uh, skull and crossbones. The, the one that meant fucking terror was a red background, all red flag, with an hourglass on it. The hourglass meant give no quarter. They would not take prisoners. Every single person on the ship that they're attacking is deed. So that was the bad one to see. Not 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 the Jolly Roger. Mm-hmm. Jolly Roger, you might get uh, taken a prisoner. You might become a pirate. You might uh, have a career change coming your way. Sure. Hey, that might be a good thing, you know? But uh, the red one, the hourglass, no. I don't know what the hourglass meant. I guess, like, your time's up. Maybe. Yeah. Buster. (laughs) Mister. We've got obscure references on our flag. (laughs) We're very dangerous, yar. All right, Sam. Jackie Uh, wins. I win. Yep. Five to zero. Nice work. That almost implies that you got five. Maybe it should be half to zero because that seems like you got five answers right and you didn't get any correct. (laughs) (laughs) But I still won. Sam, what's your wild card? I am bringing the final edition of the great superhero debate. And I have saved the greatest superpower of them all Uh for last. Okay. All right. Uh, You've got some uh, tough... Tough competition because I think Jackie's had a couple eights. I think I had an eight point five recently. Yep. Uh, yours have been not quite as good. <laughs> no. Until now. Okay. Mind chef. Mind chef. <laughs> what the hell is that? The chef of the mind. He can just make food with his mind. He can't like generate food like the. Uh, Star Trek or anything. Like but the raw ingredients? He can't do that? No, he got to have to have the raw ingredients, but he can prepare everything super fast with his mind, including the cooking. Okay, so he's got telekinesis, I'm assuming. And it's like he's can make he can cook meat just by staring it down. Okay, so like heat transfer, like heat energy transfer via telekinesis, yeah. but it only applies to food. It's a lot of really heavy... Superpowers that only work when he's cooking. Uh, because he's got telekinesis. What? Let's just let's just exploit the the, the max range of the superpower. Say he's cooking a um a delicious meatloaf, and uh, somebody breaks into his house, and he propels the entire meatloaf at their face. Can he do that? Sure. Okay, so there is self defense and possibly nefarious things that you could do with this power. 
at the same time, you can make the most delicious meatloaf, provided that you know how to make it. She doesn't just know how to make it. So he has to use cookbooks and learn how to cook in that, right? Oh, my God. This but, is sucking butthole. God damn it. You don't ever let me finish. He can cook like that whole meatloaf deliciousness. Three minutes. Three minutes. Like he speed cooks. Yeah. And with his mind. Well, I would hope so. You have so. to put your finger on your temple when you do it, too. <laughs> I would hope so. And then so. raise one eyebrow. And then it's super fast. Like he can cook for like the whole family in three minutes. Super fast cooking. I would hope that he would be able to cook fast because he's got all these people breaking into his house that he has to fling meatloaves at. Or are you implying that that's a waste of his ability? And he just is like, oh, hello, burglar. Uh, I could throw this meatloaf at you. Or I could make a nice gesture and offer you some. Try and then th- they become friends. Yeah, try this blue cheese sandwich. And then before he can rob me, he's like, oh, this is delicious. And then, then. What a fool I've been my whole life. My whole life. I'm going to change my evil ways. Exactly. And uh, form a folk band. Now, but your superpower can be easily foiled. If you have a stroke and one side of your Tin face. foiled? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shut up. So. <laughs> If you have a stroke and one side of your face goes paralyzed, you can no longer raise that eyebrow. And then wonder if your other hand went paralyzed and so you couldn't put your hands up to do the temple thing. Then you're just fucked. You're never going to have delicious meatloaf again and you can't save yourself from the villains. If you have a stroke, you're fucked either way. I thought you were just doing the eyebrow and the temple thing for effect. No, that's how it works. You have to do that? Oh, dude, that takes an entire freaking It doesn't matter. This is the most selfish... Of them all, because you don't have to. It can't be nefarious, really. But you, you can, can fling food at people. So what if what I if, can throw a fucking sandwich at somebody right now? <laughs> you hand me a sandwich. Yeah, but like, it's not going to go any faster if he throws it with his mind. <laughs> I hope you get mustard in your eye. But uh, think about every day you're like, what about oh, like a pot of water though. That's boiling, boiling water, water immediately. Sure. You don't need to pick that up with your hand. You can't throw that with your hand. You can use that with, throw it with your mind. You can if it has a handle. Not the water itself. You don't really need to boil water very often. I don't think it hardly at all if you have Mind Chef because you can just prepare the other stuff. What if you're making ramen? You would need to boil some water. Maybe. Okay, but not an egg because you could just cook the egg. Yeah. Uh, You could fling eggs. Hot, piping hot You can come home and then you're like, oh, it's going to take me all this time to make dinner. And then you're like, nope. Dinner's ready. Let me. And it doesn't taste like the goddamn microwave Can we think of any way that you can use this power to rob a bank. You could make a giant pizza outside of a bank and everyone runs out, and then when they're gawking at the pizza, you run in and take the money. And then, like, you go in wearing a mask made of food that you just, like, like pepperonis and stuff all over your face. (laughs) Why would you want to rob a bank? Because I just want to exploit the power. I just well, wanna, no, before no, no, it was all bad if it was nefarious. Now no, we, no, no, I'm saying I want to, I want to like flush out all the the idiosyncrasies of this power. Yeah, I don't what think, can you do? I don't. It doesn't lend itself to nefarious behavior. Can you stick to uh, giant hoagie sandwiches that you've powered with your mind that you've made with your mind? Can you telekinesis, like, magnet them to your feet and then, like, hover and float no. around and stuff? Well, your power... You Once can... you're done making it, it's, it's over. pretty much over. Okay, so if, un- uncooked meatloaf again. You st- float if around on those. If you're in the those. middle of cooking the meatloaf, you can fling it at somebody who's no, attacking you. No, no, no. You. Can you, like, ride around like Magneto can? On a meatloaf? Yeah! Why would you do that? Because you can fucking fly, dude! Why wouldn't you do that? I mean, I guess. Then, dude, there's a lot of shit here, Jackie. No, you can fucking fly on a carpet of meatloaf for three minutes until it's done until cooking. Until it's done cooking, and hey, then your feet are cooked into fly. some meatloaf. That's I. I fucking had to go. You had to buy me a goddamn seventy dollar drone just so I could pretend that I am flying around with a goddamn cheap camera on it. I can fly around for three minutes better than that thing could with well, the. The comfort of meatloaf. You can cook fast, but you don't have to. It would be called feetloaf. So at you that could point. probably fly around on your meatloaf as long as you wanted, but once it was done cooking, you'd fall from the sky right, like right. a stone. Yeah, you just hover around like a couple couple feet. You look cool, and you got it's it's feetloaf. You're the Doctor Strange of food. Yeah, yeah, you're the Doctor Strange of food, and you could like uh, you could like uh, dress yourself in food, like sort you of like could. Lady Gaga. That would be weird. Well, are you calling Lady Gaga weird? Yes. yes. Yeah, me too. Uh, 
What else? What else? Well, you're definitely not saving humanity in any way, shape, or form with this one. What's the range on this thing? Like, could I be like, no, 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 and cook a delicious meatloaf? Maybe we should have meatloaf for dinner. Uh, delicious meatloaf in, like, Ethiopia? No, you you got to be in the same room. Okay. All right. You can't really save humanity that way. Mm. Well, I mean, it could be you'd be the top chef. Maybe you, you could just become a philanthropist and travel around and. Who's going to pay for all the food? You have a restaurant that people come to. I see. I think we're not exploring this one enough because technically all animals can be food. Yeah. So, like, if a bear fucking comes out of the woods... No, I mean, I'm telling you that he can turn the bear into food. He can turn the bear into food. Like, he's going to be... You can butch the live animal. It happens. Skinned, the whole deal. I mean, you have to define what is food. Like, I mean... Like, maybe he... Like, with this power, you'd have a whole mental quandary, because, like, maybe you could turn Donald Trump into food. And, like, you know, that's over. you spend some time with the pygmies, all of a sudden you're just... is is Donald Trump food? Probably. He is a is person he not food. good food. He's gross food. Clearly gross yeah. food. But I could turn him into food. Turn him into food. Wait, do you have to eat the food? You don't have to eat the then food. I, dude, you just dude, make the food. Just saved the world by sort of labeling somebody that's already called a Cheeto as food. He's food. Done. Cook him. Bzz. Government saved. Mm, I'm giving this one a solid one. Wow. This is stupid. Why would you do that? You can fly via meatloaf. That is amazing, Jackie. <laughs> that is awful, Justin. That is the most amazing thing that would have ever happened to a person of ever. Like, no. fuck Aladdin in a stupid rug. You are on meatloaf. So when you give this a one, what you're doing is saying, I really like waiting long periods of time to, for food. Yep. She loves it. It's my favorite she thing. Loves it. Okay, that's a good point. Maybe I should give it a three. Huh. And never being eaten by a bear, boy. I sh- I love being eaten by bears. I fucking love it, man. I, I just line up to be eaten by bears constantly. Yeah, but see that whole Aladdin thing. I can show you the world, and it's Jump name is on meatloaf. Top of my meatloaf. It's meatloaf. Yeah, no. Well, that's just a side thing. Like the the whole thing is that you basically never have to wait. For what you're going to eat again, you just come home. If you're just a selfish person, just uses this for themselves. You can even like make fun, fun, ding, foods ready yeah. sounds, you know, because we have that power now. That's not like part of the power. You could just do that. Professionally cool. speaking, you'd be running a whole huge kitchen by yourself. You'd just be zap, zap, zapping zap, zap, food zap, out zap, everywhere. Zap, basically. zap, zap, zap. Like a, a kitchen that would normally staff 700 people. Like, you have to prepare food for Muhammad Ali's birthday. And then they're like, one company's like, well, we're going to bid it out at uh, $6 million because we have to hire 700 people. And you're like, I can do it for 100000 bucks And three waiters. Yeah, and three waiters. Zap, 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 zap. Money would be shooting out of your ass along with delicious meatloaf. That would also increase unemployment. Well, that's... Well, yeah. so the president. I think a pretty you're... minimal impact. Yeah, one catering company is yeah. gonna fucking crash the economy yeah. now. Yeah, jeez. Yeah, why don't you? Why don't you get the coal miners going back again? Yeah. Shut up. Yeah, brother. Uh, Sam, I fucking love this thing. Ten. Nice. Nice. Jackie, give us a redo. Come on, one. Four. All right. Okay. <laughs> Still one of your higher powered man, but I fucking love it, dude. This is unlimited power you oh, would yeah. have with food ability. You'd have real bargaining chip anytime too. Cause- you could churn basically invisible by just covering yourself with food. You'd be like a food chameleon. Like, I'm going to hide behind this lamppost. Why does that lamppost look like fucking delicious pepperoni? Yeah. I don't know, but there's clearly not a guy under there. Nobody would ever notice. You could just do whatever you want. Yeah, you could be, you'd con anybody into anything almost by scheduling all your meetings at 11.30 and they're hungry and they're just like, whoa, look at that. Look at, looky there. Donuts. Isn't that the most delicious thing you've ever seen? Yeah, I brought donuts. I mean, I didn't. I made made them them. with my mind. Yep. Uh, Jim, you get a promotion today. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. You just don't like it. You know what? Your next, your next segment Sam, what do you think? Zero? Zero. She gets a zero on her next segment. Yeah. You get a zero on your next segment. Jackie, what's your wild card? 
Would you rather? Nope, I wouldn't. Zero. <laughs> Zip. That <laughs> <laughs> no, stinks. <laughs> you should try positivity sometime. It's cool. It's fun. You can have superpowers with positivity. The power of your mind. Like the secret. You can make things happen with the power of your mind. You wish for it to happen, and it does. Okay. It's called a uh, upbeat perspective. <laughs> All right, I'll stop. Seagal, you got you're gonna win this thing. Why? Because we got a superior state of mind and superior attitude. Oh, okay. I'm gonna get shot later. You're gonna be okay. I'll take you to the bank. The positivity bank. Mm. Jackie, what's your stupid wild card? I mean your good wild card. This is stupid. Would you rather Okay, would I rather what? Would you rather uh-huh. be stabbed by the last unicorn. Okay. Uh-huh. Or eaten by Clifford the Big Red Dog. Uh, stabbed. I never want to be turned into poop. That's the is, le- the worst thing that can happen to you is to be turned into poop. Did, Period. Do I get to pick where I get stabbed? Doesn't matter. I'll take it wherever. Well, it was, it, I think you die from it. Do Because yeah. if I choose the shoulder or something and I don't die, is that all right? No, this is a death question. Oh, how would I rather die? Yeah, how, would I, you rather die by unicorn? Being chased by the naked women on running off the cliff. Right. No, that's not an option. These are terrible options Very for terrible me. options. We should just go back to that food thing. Yeah. The food thing was so what cool. What if I made a, a mine sandwich for the last unicorn uh, and it ate that instead? They love sandwiches. Like, and you could deliver it <laughs> oh on like God. Lucky Charms, like the rainbows of Lucky Charms yeah. and marshmallows. like. Sandwich coming your way, unicorn. Check it out. It's like, holy shit. It's a sandwich on a fucking rainbow. That's amazing. <laughs> Bam. And then he would fucking stab you. Yeah, and then you get stabbed. And But you're not being turned into poop. No. Nope. Which you become the food in that scenario. If you had superpowers, you could, uh, a food superpower, you could cack this both in. And so a giant dog eating me alive or getting gored by a unicorn. Huh? Yeah. Unicorn. Yep. I think the unicorn would probably suck pretty bad, but it wouldn't be as bad as eating alive. And okay. he will live in the pit of the Salak for 4,000 years. No. Okay, next one. Are you guys ready? All uh-huh. right. That was the worst Star Wars job I've ever done pretty in my much. life. Pretty much, yes. Like, I didn't get hardly any of that right. No. Okay, go ahead. The Loch Ness Monster kills you. By, By doing what? Uh, he can you drag you down. You Dragging you down. Okay. I'll he can drag you down, drown. knocks yeah. over your boat, drags you down, right. however you want to do that. I don't want to do that. Or you can be killed by Bigfoot. How? The smell. Look, look here's, here's, <laughs> that's a skunk ape. Here's your problem with this whole segment, Jackie, is you're like, would you rather be killed by X imaginary animal or killed by Y imaginary? It I don't have a person like, dude, it's fucking Bigfoot. Give him high fives because he's going to kill us. I mean, that's so cool that we're getting killed by Bigfoot over the Loch Ness Monster right now. Excuse me, it sir. The Loch Ness matter. Monster is real. That's like that's like asking, which would you rather do? Uh, be shot in the face by uh, a fucking bullet from a twenty two that goes through your eyeball and explodes your brain or like take a shotgun uh, to the face. Either way, which would you rather do? No, you still get your brains blown out by a fucking gun. Well, one is probably, I mean, that's a bad example. This way, like, I imagine Bigfoot's going to rip your arms and legs off. She has to tell us. How is Bigfoot going to kill us? Sam is absolutely right. right He's right. going to rip you from limb to limb. Okay, so you're you're drawn and quartered or you drown. Drown. I hear drowning is peaceful, so I'm going to go with the Loch Ness Monster. Where did you hear that? I I mean, I don't know, because no one that actually drowns would be able to tell you. All right, let's break this down. But uh, it's cold in the water, I and if he takes long enough, then your body's all yeah. numb anyway, and then you just don't even give a shit because you go to sleep. Yeah. S- supposedly, like, after the struggle, there's just a moment where you realize you're going to drown, so you just peace out. Hmm. Like Zen? Oh, like uh, like uh, fucking uh, Karate Guy walks the earth. Yeah. Uh, you Autoerotic uh, association. Kane. Just- yeah. You just pull your wiener around and start beating off while you're drowning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go with drowning because if, you if you're drawn and quartered, uh, how long do you think it takes for you to bleed out? Oh, probably like fucking six or ten minutes. Yeah, I say sub ten minutes, but po, po five plus five minutes. We're drowning. Dude, I don't think I'm going to make it three minutes. No. I can't hold my breath for shit. And you just pass out. Right. So I, I only get maybe half a chub because it takes me a while now that I'm 38. <laughs> 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 but hey, uh, you know, 
It's only three minutes of uh, being eaten or, you know, dragged to death by the Loch Ness Monster. So Loch Ness Monster, Jackie. And finally. Okay, thank God. What? You have to have a redemption of some sort. Like, at some point, this segment has to be cool. Like, would you rather eat a cupcake or something else? A turd sandwich? (laughs) Well, there's a tough one. (laughs) Would you rather have a partner... Of the Sherlock Holmes. Watson? No. Okay, you're a crime investigator. Okay. You're going on a dangerous mission. Uh-huh. Do you want Sherlock Holmes? Okay, all right. Or that weird guy from Legion? Well, not very many people have seen Legion yet, Jackie. I haven't. You just made this up off the top of your head again, didn't you? <laughs> I break tradition. <laughs> I only had two. Sorry. Uh, brother, final prelude, and that's what you brought. Huh? I don't know the other guy, so I'm going to go with Sherlock. Yeah. Uh, why would you ever want to have the guy from Legion? He's fucking the world's. He's going to kill everybody. And Sherlock has cocaine. Yeah. Oh, that's true. And zingers. And he looks like Benedict Cumberbatch, and that guy's fucking cool. So. Sherlock, good job. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. So glad we get to end (laughs) that on a very flat note. Uh, Sam, please tell me you've written the greatest boring bullshit that has ever existed. Well, there is. Or you could just wing it. No. There's a a point of the end here where I actually had to do a lot of heavy reading Mm -hmm. because Verhoeven remained fairly tight-lipped about the end of Karalko, whereas Harlan did not. Okay. So there's actually two different stories, but I think I got to the bottom of what actually happened. Ooh. Well, Cutthroat Island was 1995. When it comes to pirate movies, I like my swashbuckling hot and my pirate and pirate ladies hotter. People who wear leather and don't take baths covered in sea salt and bird shit. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, that's real pirates Mm. who are most certainly gross. Or Radagast. Yes, from the Hobbits. The Hobbits is, yeah. Movie pirates, though, they have the hots all over. John Depp, Orlando Bloom, Matthew Modine. Mm, wait, 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 what? Uh, huh? <laughs> what? Uh, Modine? Wait, really? Uh, uh, could, could you try? <laughs> did, did I get that right? Yeah. Did I hear that? So, Oh, I thought you were just being sarcastic because yeah. you started off with John Depp mm-hmm. and Orlando Bloom. Mm-hmm. Ex- excuse me? Modine, do yeah. you really want a pirate or a middle-aged father who just doesn't understand his teenagers? How exactly does this casting faux pas come about? Well, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Liam Neeson, Jeff Bridges, Ralph Fiennes, Charlie Sheen, Michael Keaton, Tim Robbins, Daniel Day-Lewis, and Gabriel Byrne all said no. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, <laughs> uh, some of those guys aren't exactly hot, but uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, Michael Douglas said yes, but his list of demands read like a Tolstoy novel, so they brought in Modine. This is, to me anyway, a clear Christopher Lambert situation. Sure, he can't see a fucking thing. He cares too much, and I'm willing to bet that he's a close talker. But I would believe he was a pirate. You put pirate clothes on Modine, and you have a middle school teacher on Halloween. Yeah, dude, uh, Christopher Lambert's a really good cast for this role, Sam. I like that. Yeah. Duh, stupid Duh. God. Director Rennie Harlan is making his return to our screen as we previously reviewed Driven. He and Gina Davis were married just before the production of the film, and through the film's dubious promotions, it was framed as being their honeymoon. Oh, no. Didn't, uh, wasn't uh, that stupid Guy Ritchie Madonna movie also their honeymoon that tanked? I think it was called, like, Honeymoon on the Something Waves like or that, some yeah. shit that just was, like, Guy R- come on. You just did Snatch and this? Swept away. Swept away. Dude, what? Yeah. Harlan, at some point, became convinced that Davis was destined to be a major action star. This was his first attempt to make that happen. His second, The Long Kiss Goodnight, followed the very next year. Mm-hmm. I don't really have any hate towards Davis, but she sort of hit the America's Sweetheart thing out of left field and should have realized she was playing with house money. Yeah, seriously. I guess when you have the same guy who directed Die Hard 2 and Ford Fairlane in your ear, oh, you're no. like, oh, yeah, action star. That's me. Oh, no, <laughs> dude. Die Hard 2 sucks so goddamn bad. Ford Fairlane has its charms. Only the one, really. Uh, this is the film that is blamed for the collapse of Coralco. The story, however, is a little bit more complicated. 
Harlan and Davis would want out early on, supposedly after Douglas fell through. They couldn't out of contractual obligations. Mario Cassar had made a series of hardline moves as a last-ditch effort to not lose the studio. He had secured a great deal of foreign investments and knew that it was his last push, so the contracts were heavy-handed to say the least. Originally, Cutthroat Island was one of two and the more modest of the two mega blockbusters Kassar had designed. The second was called Crusade, and it was to be the second team-up of Verhoeven and Schwarzenegger. Mm. Ooh. The, the foreign investment fell short of projections, and Crusade was ditched while production for Cutthroat Island would resume, and the second film would be Showgirls. What? This oh, approach does not make... Movie. The, the least movie. bit of sense to me. Shirtless from, people yeah. uh, crusading for dollars. Huh. From Kastar's standpoint, he would have lost several million dollars in advances as he had already paid Joe Esterhouse $2 million for a spec script. And there was probably some non-refundables involved with Harlan. However, if you're about to make the most expensive movie ever made alongside a mega pirate picture and then funding dictates that you can either do the most expensive movie made or a pirate movie mm. in tandem with some crap that hasn't been thought up yet, you make the damn Gonzo picture. Yeah, make the Gonzo picture. Harlan has since made the claim that even if Crusade and Cutthroat both were mega blockbusters and had made all the money, it still wouldn't have saved Caralco. But as it turned out, what happened was that Cutthroat Island would make $10 million against a reported budget of $98 million. Oh! The budget number would... After bankruptcy, be properly reported as the film actually cost 115 million. Showgirls would scrape back 20 million against a 45 million dollar budget. Years removed, this remains one of the worst films ever made. While Showgirls has experienced a critical revival of sorts, I would have thrown the whole 160 at Schwaz. God damn, dude, that is a big time flop on this one. That might be the biggest margin that we've ever done. It is the biggest margin we've ever done cuz the only movie that did worse was uh, Pluto Nash and we haven't done that one. And I don't want to. <laughs> Dang. Pluto Nash is really hard to watch. Jackie, have you ever seen this movie? No, picked it based off uh, the cover. It's got pirates and swashbuckling and a strong leading lady and it is dumb from start to finish. Sweet. Yeah. I like all those things. So let's keep an eye out for does Matthew Modine's actual fencing prowess show through. That's mm. why he was cast, is he was a fencer. Previous experience with a with a sword. Sword, yeah. Mm. Uh, is Gina Davis action gold? Number two. Action gold. Action like gold. Like, is she... When you see here, you're like, Paul Walker. yes, action. Gotcha. Three, who's your favorite pirate, and who's your least favorite pirate? And in an odd post note, Oliver Reed was cut from the film because really? he mooned Gina Davis. What? <laughs> And he also was getting in a lot of bar fights, I guess. Oh, okay. But that was off the set. That was one of the things I was reading from Modine was like, when they turned the cameras on, Oliver Reed was the consummate professional, and he was sorely upset that he got cut from the film. Except for that time he almost pushed a lady out of a helicopter. He got got her to do it. Yeah, right. In terms of profession, it worked. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, he was a real mega asshole when the camera was off and he was drunk a lot, but... Apparently he was a great actor. Well, I think he was a great actor, but mm. I think I mean if he's going to get in bar fights offset afterwards and he shows up to work on time, that's fine. Well, who gives a shit? Just makes him like fucking Russell Crowe does the same shit. He apparently. probably slapped Gina Davis on the butt and like you know newlywed. Uh, uh-uh, not gonna happen. You're out of here, Oliver Reed. And like mooning, like is this capital offense? Like. Yep, you saw somebody's butt. Your yeah. whole life is over. Yeah, I don't know. Well, <laughs> maybe she got a little bit of other bits. No, Dog the, balls. The fruit ball. I don't know if you uh, came across this. I'm sure you had to have, but Carol Co. was the whole reason that Spider-Man, the film, didn't oh, yeah. exist for 15 years. Because this, I thought I thought Spider-Man was Carol Co.'s next film that they were going to do that they were in the works or maybe like a few like they were thinking 98 or something like that there was a number of things in so he had some stuff laid out for after he saved the farm with this crusade picture and what was one of the things is that right at the time joe esterhouse was the hottest writer in hollywood and so he just gave him like a two million dollar advance to just have him on his next deal Mm. so there was all this other stuff that was supposed to happen next and then for whatever reason like yeah, we only have enough to make the one picture. No, we got to go with two pictures. 
and he does Showgirls instead. And the timetables that they were working with are apparently the undoing of both of the pictures. Even though, I mean, like, I've seen Showgirls twice. It's not that bad. It's really not a bad movie. Uh, it's just, a, it, you know, it's a very subtle uh, view of the evils of the entertainment industry, not a hot, sexy picture like it was billed as, right? See, I'm going to uh, railroad your conversation that you're having with yourself right now, Sam, and uh, go back to the Spider-Man shit. <laughs> yes, but so they make these instead, but there was Spider-Man was down the road, and I thought that there was another Schwaz thing. And then what we end up having with Schwaz getting kicked off is the end of his career, because right after this is when he does Eraser which sucked. Right. And then he starts going downhill. I'm going to railroad your conversation with you yourself and go to Spider-Man just... and think about the timing that this would have set up in comic book movies. If Spider-Man had been made by Carol Crow and James Cameron and James, Jimmy Cam, Jim, Jimbo Cameron, which would have been then the most expensive movie after who also made a picture while he was on honeymoon. He uh, went and had sex with his boat under the ocean while filming Titanic. Hey, oh, nope. Mm-mm. Nope. No, uh, no. I don't want. Should I try it again in like a, <laughs> like a goofy voice? Like James Cameron having sex with a boat. He did have sex with Kate Winslet. Oh, that's not nice, Sam. It isn't. She's a ship. You can put boats on her. Get it right. (laughs) I think she's a pretty lady. I think she's one of the most intelligent. I think she's beautiful. Fantastic women that has ever existed. To put a boat on. To put a boat on. (laughs) Oh, my God. You suck. (laughs) It's just a bad joke. That's nothing like Kate Winslet. Anyways, I want to talk about the Spider-Man movie because if you think about it, Blade was 98. Yes. And uh, Blade was like the whole... Whoa, shit! A uh, uh, fucking Marvel movie can't doesn't have to suck. But yeah. if you think about it, right in that area, we're talking like uh, 1994's Fantastic Four, and uh, uh, just got off the Punisher. That w- I bet you that Spider-Man movie by Carol Co would have been shit. It would have been and awesome. We would have uh, done a podcast about it. I'm thinking if you throw 160 million. Yeah, Paul Verhoeven and Schwarzenegger, you probably just made my favorite movie. We would have had three episodes if this movie hadn't have tanked. Yeah. That's too bad. But that one probably does pay for James Cameron's Spider-Man, which would then eclipse it as the most expensive movie Jimmy ever Cam made. Jimmy Cam! Cam! <laughs> <laughs> you guys just can't come back from that. No, because it sucks. <laughs> Jimmy Cam Cam. Jimmy Cam Cam. It's behind the camera. <laughs> Suck too. Okay. No. Any final things that you guys want to say to everybody about the last Prelude episode? Anyone? You guys just don't care, do you? Uh, I guess I get my Thursday nights back because those were so exciting before. Yeah. Oh, Friends is on Thursday night. Is it? Yeah. No. Maybe it was before we started doing this. I don't know. Yeah. Jackie? Well, that's what you fucking get for not listening to the preludes. Little suckers. The people that are listening under the bus for listening, it's the people that didn't Didn't listen listen. who are currently not Not listening. listening. Yes. So good job there. Should run for government. Uh, I want to thank everybody who has ever written in and commented and gave us something that we can read on the air during the prelude episodes. That will probably be my thing that I will miss the most, but we will still try to do those during the uh, main episodes. So please do not think that this is a reason why you shouldn't send us quality comments and things of that nature. We still will try to read them out. Uh, Also, don't forget to uh, suggest movies to us. We do enjoy that from time to time. And uh, I think that this is a good thing, honestly, for the show, because I think we'll have a lot more that we can bring to the table uh, on the episodes that uh, everybody listens to. We'll uh, be more prepped and uh, have more material that we can discuss So during that time. So I think it's going to be a good thing. It will be a good thing. Yeah. Fresh material. Rather than steal. Tinker Madness 2.0. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Plus I'm the- even going to make a false promise. It's not a hollow promise. I'll like, make it on, on air. That way we have to do it. We're, you and I are going to redo. We'll have a new uh, new bumper for the beginning. 
Oh, new song. Ooh, really? Yeah, let's do a new song. All right, that's yeah. a big deal, man. I will listen to the new song. I promise that. (laughs) (laughs) Since we're making promises on the air here. (laughs) Well, good on you. Uh, Thanks to everybody who listens for the three years of doing these. Seriously appreciate it. It meant a lot to us, uh, uh, your loyalty throughout. Thank you. 150 prelude episodes, somewhere close to that. It's a lot. It is a lot. Get to the chopper. And keep listening. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. Fans of Stinker Madness, iTunes thinks you don't like us. What? How is that possible? Well, it's because you haven't given us a review yet. Go to Stinker Madness on iTunes and take just a couple seconds to rate and review us there. While you're at it, hit up Stitcher.com as well. Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at forward slash Stinker Madness. And email us at talk at stinkermadness.com. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and get to the chopper. Oh, I hate strangers. They're probably tourists. Tourists? Oh, my God. Sorry. (laughs) I can't read.